0: Hey, this is Chris, and I am back. I am in uh, the lovely flat of Antonina Parker. Um, She is a chef and the author of two cookbooks, runs her own food, food company called Nina, and is the host uh, of one of the more interesting London Supper Clubs that I've heard about. And we're going to chat more about uh, that and some more stuff. Hey, Nina, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Yes,
0: well, thank you for uh, hosting me this morning and uh, right. letting me into your home and having a cup of coffee for me. A yeah. <laughs> bit of
1: banana
0: bread. Banana bread from just down the street. And uh, do you bake breads?
1: I do a little bit. Mm. Um, I do banana bread actually and I'm making a focaccia spelt bread later Mm. on tomorrow actually.
0: I guess the secret to focaccia is a lot of oil, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I quite like doing it with spelt though. It's sort of, it's a bit nuttier mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, Easier on the stomach culture. too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but no, yeah, I don't do as much. I still would like to do more, but I do sort of croissants and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's, uh, how did you get into cooking?
1: Um, so I left uni, I was at Leeds Mm -hmm. and knew I, I did languages, French and Spanish, and I knew I wanted to do something in food, but I wasn't really sure. I had no idea of the hierarchy of a kitchen. Mm. I just thought, oh yeah, I'll be someone's sous chef. All right. Um, had no idea clearly. And then I met this guy when I worked at Wimbledon at the tennis. Um, and he said, oh, there's this amazing Italian in Liverpool street. I know the head chef, maybe I could get you an intro and it was, um, called Lanimer and the main... <laughs> That's a pretty amazing uh, Yeah, and the Italian, main chef yeah. was uh, Francesco Manse of course, yeah. at the time. And I went in there and I was kind of terrified of him a little bit um, when I first met mm-hmm. him, sort of tough, a like, Calabrian chef. Mm-hmm. But he just said, if you've got a passion for food, then we'll teach you everything. And I didn't, hadn't been to chef school or anything. I was the only okay. girl in the kitchen. And I remember there were like 11 Italian men in there. And it was a bit daunting when I first got right, there, yeah. but they were so lovely, and I just yeah. Well, I was, I sort of did a stage of seven months, um, and after two months, I got a job in starters. Because they were short-staffed, mm-hmm. okay. So I just sort of landed on the job, and that okay. Sort of it went from there, and I'm still mates with those guys. Oh great, yeah. How long were you there at? Lanima? So I was there for the first. I went back twice. Okay. So I sort of did the seven months, and then I went to do to other kitchens. I was at the Dorchester for a bit, and then I went back to Lanhamer for another. I don't know, like. Yeah, okay. less than a year. When was this,
0: when you, when you started?
1: So this is when I, so it must have been 2012, 2013. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, and then I went to Jalupo, um, owned by Bocca Jalupo, because sure. I wanted to learn how to make Italian gelato the proper nice. way, and at that point I wanted to have an ice cream business. Yeah. So I was there for a year, around the kitchen. I like you more and more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, and and then I was there for a year. No, it was actually it was 2012 that I left Jalupo. Okay. Sorry. So That's I was, okay. so I was in restaurants for about three years. Yeah, okay. And and then I started my own business. Then mm. and it weirdly happened at the same time that I got book deal. Pretty much when I left Jalupo and started my business, which is at Nina Food.
0: Okay, and. Let's get to Nina food, but before that, do you have a connection to Italy or Italian cooking at all? D-
1: well, I, so I've grown up going to South France. Okay. Uh, sort of it's sa- close just outside like Saint Tropez, where there's you know it's the Mediterranean mm. style of cooking. My um, Godfather's Italian, and you know I spent a lot of time with him and his uh, wife, uh, Donna Teller, and she's taught me a lot about Italian food, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think it it definitely grew from being at Lanima more. That's that's where it kind of you know i was just like god this is incredible the way they make ice cream Mm -hmm. the way the way they make everything is so simple but just good quality ingredients um but no i i definitely it was more why i studied french and spanish so but i love the mediterranean sure
0: and broadly speaking is that how you would describe your food as mediterranean yeah okay
1: i think it it definitely has changed this year a bit more because i've sort of fallen in love with the la California style of cooking and just just being a bit more imaginative with more fusions and yeah. more Asian influences. Same
0: kind of base, just yeah. more influences, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. okay. Still,
1: okay. the foundation is just delicious, good quality, um, and, and yeah, not too much. I don't like things that are too fussy. Okay. I just like it to sort of, you know, the food to speak for itself. Yeah, sure. Not foams and things jumping out of... Things. homes can watch. disturb me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm right all I, um, sorry they're yeah, gross. Yeah. I, I,
0: it, yeah, but um it makes you wonder what's going on in the kitchen. But <laughs> so you leave Jalupo and and then you start
1: yeah, bought, the the brand, uh, the food company? I bought um a 1970 Citroen van and I, mm-hmm. it was called Ice Cream and Cake, Nina Ice Cream and Cake van. Um and and then I went to festivals and parties and weddings. And I, I have this, indu- I still have the industrial ice cream machine uh, at my parents' house, which I still use quite a lot. Great. <laughs> it yeah. turns like 30 litres an hour. Oh, my God. Um, and, and yeah, so I, that's kind of, that was one side of the business. And then in the winter, I'd be doing a lot of catering. Okay. And then it just sort of evolved from there. I did the book at the same time when I got the van. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and, and then I've started doing a bit of writing as okay. well with the book. Basically, yeah,
0: you you have a regular uh, feature with or column with Tatler. Yeah, yeah, that's right So okay. I
1: write monthly for them food travel articles So really wherever I'm going I'll try and find some the kind of off the beaten track delicious food place to go yeah, to right, yeah. and I love all the photography side of it as well okay. So I'll do all the photos for it.
0: And you were just uh, in Paris for them? Yes yeah, yeah. So I
1: went to Paris recently um, and I was doing an article on vegetarian and vegan places, mm-hmm. options for people. So that, cause it is quite hard, it, you know, when you go, to these are you vegetarian? I, I am trying to be as veggie as possible. Okay. I kind of can't be because I do, you know, if a client says they want a steak, yeah, I'm going to sure. cook a steak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't be difficult like that, but I care much more about if I do get a steak where it comes from, whereas yeah. two years ago I wasn't being do- as careful. But um, but yeah, I'm pretty much veggie yeah, For my, in my foodie personal life. That's yeah. what I call it. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm kind of the same. You're probably more virtuous than me. But yeah, that's sort of, if I do have meat, it, I think it should be a treat. Yeah. And I want to know where it came from, things like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't pork really pork. miss it. Everyone's like, "Oh, you miss it. the only thing." I you know, I do, I'd love pork, but yeah. apart from that, yeah. I you know, I just I don't miss it too much.
0: I was uh, I was talking to some some lovely uh, vegans the other uh, last mm-hmm. week actually, and um, and I just came to a point. I was like, "But jamón ibérico, <laughs> you know." and mm. Those pigs are happy, you know. So anyway, anyway, I see all so sides. If you're
1: in Spain, that's the thing. If you're in Spain yep. and you're in this gorgeous little. Museo de Hamon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's a good time to have mm. a bit of hamon in <laughs>
0: So, can you have good vegan food in Paris?
1: Yes, but I was only there for three days. Okay. I still think you need a bit more time to find even more. Like I feel like I didn't find it enough, mm. but I found some good vegetarian ones. So you could, you know, with a bit of dairy in there. I do think there's they were quite cool because I was looking for places that people felt that. You know, people that weren't vegetarian could also go there. So, because I just don't, it's a bit difficult if you're sort of a bit isolated and people that you're with feel like, oh, they can't have something that they want as well. You want, you know, just to make it easy. So I found a really great place called, okay, Takaramoro, which was um, Japanese Japanese Mm. tapas. And it had just a great vibe, this neon lighting, pink Mm. neon lighting, and had, majority was vegetarian vegetarian dishes but and actually some of them were vegan but then it had some yummy sashimi as well so yeah. it just had that nice mix
0: yeah i'm finding that a lot more I, I'm even i was in i was in texas earlier this year and you're just a uh, very Do they have any well you know places? what i mean I, I think uh i think all the stereotypes ring true about texas but there's so much more to it yeah and but just there and other places you'd get these menus and there's meat on it, but yeah. there's so many dishes and they're not like glaringly, this is the vegan menu yeah. or anything, but there's no dairy or there's no meat yeah. and you look at it and you're like, okay. And it's yummy and it's just sort of, and, and also, I don't know, there's a, there's a new uh, vegan burger place in London, Halo, and they don't, they don't good? advertise, yeah, it's delicious actually. And I think that's the next interview I'm doing with mm. the guy who started it, but they don't make a, they don't advertise vegan, vegetarian. Mm. I think
1: that's key. Yeah. Because you don't. Because people just. Uh, it's annoying. There is this sort of yeah. stigma to it. But it's actually, yummy, you know. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that maybe is how you win these things, just being yummy. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing your uh, Nina food products are yummy. Yeah, I'd so. Yeah. Are, are they? Well, what are some things people can buy? What, what do you make?
1: Um, so, well, I do a lot of catering. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the most, the, the way that people normally can taste my food, okay. um, and or they can buy the cook, I've got these two cookbooks, one called okay. Nina Santopé, Nina Capri, so South oh, of nice France, South of Italy, and um, so people can cook, you know, recipes from there, and I think the proof is always in the pudding, so that's probably the easiest mm-hmm. way, um, and then also on Instagram I put loads of recipes, so people can, I'm, I, every week I'm putting out new recipes that are seasonal. Mostly veggie. Sometimes I throw a fish or a chicken one out there. Yeah,
0: okay, okay. And are you, how do you, how do you source recipes? I'm finding this more and more interesting talking to cooks.
1: (sighs) Um, Well, I get so much inspiration from Mm. the amount of traveling I do. Yeah, sure. And uh, so say, you know, for example, I was in Paris just now. I had this delicious, Banana tahini bread, and mm. I just thought, oh, I haven't done that one before. That's such a great one, and I can do it with a bit more tahini than they had. Or you know, you just think about things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, where was I last? Like, I went to this place in Lisbon. Mm. Lisbon's like one of my favorite. Ah, that's cities. wonderful. Yeah. So great, and I I was so taken aback by how imaginative and the quality of their food. It, it's just so great. Um, there was this place called Um Taberna that das flores and it was a recommendation that i found on a Nuno mendes blog and it was it's one of the best restaurants i've ever been to it was Mm. just so i loved it because it was so understated there were only about 12 tables you had to get there at 6 p.m to get your name on the list for nine and it just everything was on a blackboard it changed every single day and it was so it was a mixture always of, of different fusions every night from this person's, the chef's um, travels. And the waitresses were so knowledgeable about everything. Mm. And the deck had like pink marble tables with just white walls and garlic hanging, great music. And it was the incredible Lisbon seafood, but then with all these Asian influences. And I just, every dish had so much flavor. And it was just very modern, but in this very classic setting. I just loved it. That, well, I'd go back for that. Because
0: the more I travel, the more I see. Portugal had a huge influence on how people eat, in Goa, in Japan, in in Africa, obviously, and and it, that sounds like you know, so bringing these influences back yeah. now. So that's really neat. Definitely, yeah.
1: and I, I came back from that trip, and straight away I had so many ideas of, mm. of just the noodle dish or. You know, they had, like, a mackerel tatar which I had never had before. So just unusual, but just delicious. Oh, nice.
0: Very, very nice. Well, it sounds like you're having fun. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: And some of the people you cook for when you come up with these great recipes are quite well-known. Um, you've worked with a number of celebrities, haven't you? Yeah, a few. Yeah, so you were, what, uh, Stormzy's, Dry uh, Mart was... Stormzy's. You were his personal chef? Yes. Oh, okay. So
1: that was last year, um, and... I didn't know a lot about him before I worked for him mm-hmm. uh, which was probably a good thing um, and he actually lived right <laughs> around the corner okay. from me um, so it was so easy I could just like wander around with um, I, I mean he ate a lot of red snapper so I would constantly be deep-frying uh, a red snapper and making it was all Caribbean style food okay. um, And. So wherever I was, I had to make sure I had that sure fish it on me. Okay. It's quite funny in a cool bag wherever I was and like be mm-hmm, relatively mm-hmm. near. But it was a great. It was very interesting because I was learning about all that type of food, okay. um, and all the flavors and you know the flavor combinations. But yeah, interesting. He loved banana bread. Okay.
0: Yeah. Everybody loves banana bread, right? <laughs> yeah. Secret is walnuts, I think. For me, it's yeah. walnut bread.
1: Oh, really? That's,
0: yeah, I love walnuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Well, he he loved it with lots of cinnamon, mm, and okay. he would just like nail it in a day. He actually told me to stop making it because it was too much because he just couldn't. Stop he couldn't resist it. it. Wow. I
0: guess that's a that's a that's a good compliment. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and other notable people you might want to mention or, um, or not. It's I up g- to you.
1: So. I'm trying to think of other people. Uh, I so during Fashion Week I've worked for so very different end of the spectrum, Donatella, Versace. Uh, and, you uh, mentioned a
0: Donatella earlier, not the same. Different Okay. Donatella, okay. yeah. I was like, really? Okay, know, I no. Different Donatella. Okay.
1: Um th- that Donatella is a bit know. more low-key. This is this one's a bit more fancy. But yeah. um, the d- the designer, and yeah. uh, that was very interesting. What is Very make for strict her? about what I had to cook for her. She just wanted everything very, very simple, Um, sea bass, steamed, but I wasn't allowed to put too much seasoning on it, just lemon and, you know, simple vegetables. I think she's traveling so much, she just wanted everything very simple. Yeah, I can appreciate What else? Grilled chicken, um, egg white, omelette, stuff like that. Okay. Very, very healthy. <laughs> I
0: guess in a way that's easier, but in a way the pressure is higher because you got to make... Oh, I yeah. couldn't
1: put much on it. I had to buy... I was buying micro herbs to edible flowers non-stop right, to yeah. try and make the plate look a bit oh more interesting. God, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I guess uh, the plate is just sort of the tip of the iceberg then. And so how do you... I mean, I mean, you've got to be able to sort of think on your feet, which maybe I'm not doing well yeah. right now. I'm stumbling on my words, but like... Suddenly, I, I don't know how suddenly, but you've got it like, okay, this guy wants Caribbean-style food. This woman wants just yeah. very basic, plain, simple. You're watching cook like a Jamaican.com yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the night. Yeah, right, yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I, because also I'm the kind of person that if, you know, I get offered something, I do usually say yes. I'm like, I can make this work. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Make it. It's a bit like the book. I, you know, I felt... obviously I can do a book. Like if someone asks you to do a book, you've got to just go for it. You don't turn that down. And, um, but at the time, you know, there was a lot of learning, you know, with the whole production of it and, you know, putting it together, it was a big learning curve. And definitely the next one, I knew the format and was a lot more confident. But the first one, I was just like, know what I'm doing but you just have to throw yourself into those things yeah
0: okay okay um yeah. well you threw yourself into two books so yeah. I guess the first time was rewarding for you yeah I know. Yeah.
1: what I so I did the first one on Saint-Tropez which is a place I've been going to since I was little and I've, okay. I've had so much you know inspiration from that part of France and I still love going there my family mm-hmm. go there every year and the book was very much trying to show the the more classic side of that. Okay. Um, what
0: would be a family. good example of that classic cuisine from.
1: Um, oh, God, that's a good question. I mean, there are a lot of restaurants, but uh, okay, for example, this is a very famous example, um, but maybe more people know about it. There's Cón Sank, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is. Um, it's just got such an incredible story of how it started and the person that it started off as a beach shack with no electricity in 1955 Mm -hmm. and the guy that owns it uh patrice de colmont he his dad bought it and they they just had this wonderful sense of if ever you know they had people over or they were chilling on the beach the mum would always be making the food and she'd just be cooking and the Patrice said to me, oh, there was always this mentality of like, we'll always find another chair if there wasn't enough room, mm. if the, an extra person came up, we'd always find another chair. And then they had like Bridget Bardo filming on the beach. you make it, a mean,
0: chair for Bridget Bardo, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd find a chair for yeah. her. <laughs> and they, and then, I'd be a chair for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and,
1: they, and they would be, uh, so they um, fed the film crew during mm. this um, And God Created Woman movie that they filmed there. And so that kind of got it famous a bit and but they still had no electricity it was it was very very basic right, yeah. and the whole mentality of all the the idea of the restaurant it's obviously enormous now and worth a ton of money but yeah, sure. it the, it still has kept it's the idea of um it all stripping back and it's just down to nature like the the colors are very simple it's just white pale blue and then it's got sales and it's all really this beautiful garden with Mm -hmm. trees so it is very simple and and that's just such a lovely idea and it's continued to grow and it does I don't know it's like 400 covers or something it's crazy in the service it's like it's a very slick operation that they run but that that sort of Classic side of Saint Tropez still exists in places. I mean, that's it's definitely become a bit more like you know everyone knows about it now. But no there question. are there are a bit more you know a few more secret places.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you have a third book in you?
1: i have an idea for another one it's just about i've been so busy lately i've written the proposal
0: okay is it location based as well
1: slightly different it's more a mixture of different world cuisines Mm, okay so it's centered around this idea of fast food but healthy fast food and it's something i've been working on all this year and i I run this sort of fast food series on my Instagram um, with different people that I think are inspiring and they're doing interesting things and then I cook a recipe for them while I'm chatting and asking them questions about what they do, what kind of, what their favourite restaurants in London and yeah, so it would be basically, yeah, they're all quite healthy recipes but delicious and all centred around a quick sauce which, because the idea is that You know, you can make a great dressing or a pesto or a marinade and that just elevates something very quickly, which is what people need when they're busy. They just want to throw it all together and they want maximum flavor, but no time, you know, not making Mm. it. in.
0: Yeah, it's crazy what we think of the supply chain that goes into what we think of as fast food Yeah, when it could just be an apple.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know that's
0: pretty fast, right? Exactly. Or a bunch of grapes, or some nuts. Yeah, it, 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 it's 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 inter- it's or a salad. It, it's interesting what goes into just something that you want to yeah. eat quickly. Yeah. But um, well, you also cook for um, potential uh, romantic uh, oh, yeah. couples, right? Yeah. You uh, you do you you've teamed Ooh, up with yeah. a date in this in this flat. Well, yeah. Right, well,
1: I can see that happening. Can you, um, can you imagine 20 single people in this flat?
0: Well, this is a very lovely flat in a nice part of town, I think, uh, but it's not huge.
1: Yeah, it's, exactly. It's pretty typical. Is <laughs> it
0: was a one-bedroom?
1: It's two-bedroom. Two-bedroom, okay. okay. So we did put a long table down here and then another table there, okay. and that fits about 20.
0: And it's uh, for it's people with, on a dating app?
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. the dating app is called Bumble, mm-hmm. and um, I... Yeah, get to change the menu every single month, um, and every month we have they pick a bunch of single people. They change age groups uh, from different parts of town as well. They can sort of I don't know how they do it, but they mm-hmm. can um, narrow it off to certain groups of people, and they uh, swipe on the app saying they want to come to the dinner. And then they win the spot um, to mm-hmm. come to the dinner, so it's a sort of thing for their users. So
0: twenty single folk yeah. looking to complete strangers meet. come into my yeah. house
1: every single month, which is always do it for once me. a month. Yeah, is it it's, fun? It's there's always a moment when they all arrive and I'm prepping and giving them drinks because so they, they get a welcome drink a mm-hmm. cocktail, and cocktail, but they definitely need the cocktail. And it's always this moment of oh god I've just got all these strangers in my house. It does make me laugh quite a lot, and my housemate finds it quite funny. She helps as well. Okay, Okay. she helps uh, sous chef with me.
0: And do you ever have you do you know of any relationships that have come out of this?
1: Well. There are some people, one person had m- sort of matched with another girl that had, and then they arrived together. So it was mm. like their first date. They matched That's earlier cool. in the week, which was quite unbelievable. Um, and they went for a pre drink before they came to the dinner. All and right. then they moved the name tag so that they were mm. sitting next to each other. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, God, loads of numbers get swapped. I always get them out of my house at about sort of 10 30, 11. Do you and then do this? Send oh, them around the corner to a pub, okay? Because otherwise they wouldn't leave. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? So they all okay. bring, it's all BYOB, so they bring a bottle, and so yeah, they they get involved.
0: Good, good, good. Wow. And I guess mostly young, mostly young people, millennials. Yeah, or, it's okay. a mixture. Is, is it a mix? We uh, mix
1: it up all the time, and it's you know what they. I I don't know if I said this to you mm-hmm. last time. It just I think if you have that many people that arrive to something that they don't know anyone. Uh, they've got that kind of enthusiasm to turn up to some random person's house. It does create quite a sort of nice atmosphere and quite a... It, they've got that sort of gumption. Boat. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, equal footing, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it just, no matter if they fancy anyone or not, they sometimes make a friend, but it, it just creates quite an interesting atmosphere. And normally that's not the case because it's, it's quite an, an unnatural yeah. thing to throw all those people together and... It's and all then, very
0: unnatural though, yeah. I mean, how do you meet people? But um. But then hopefully, um, you
1: know, I always think, well, at least they, hopefully they have a good meal and they yeah. you know, eat some good food.
0: Well, that's great. And so you're going to keep doing that? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, we're, we're nearing the end of the year. Anything as the year ends that you've got coming up or, or for next year?
1: For next year, I, um, I, I definitely want to try, I, I'm really interested in all the, I, I guess because I am in food, I'm interested in all the different things happening in the food industry and definitely about um, the vegan movement and vegetarian. I'm really mm-hmm. interested in that. I, I want to do something maybe to help in some way or to raise more awareness about what's happening there. Um, and then plastic—that's also something I want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I—you're looking at my table. I'm not. I'm trying to go plastic-free next year. But okay. I—I'm going to write a strong letter to Ocado. I am. I am. It's probably my third letter <laughs> that I'm writing. Yeah, do
0: you need as much plastic for kale? I mean, know.
1: it's just—it's just kind of worrying. But yeah. so I want to do as much as I can in that sort of, you know, department. And in terms of food, maybe try and get that third book off the ground would okay. be nice and okay. more of these fast food inst- in um, interviews that I do on my Instagram where I get interesting guests.
0: And what, what is your Instagram?
1: So my Instagram is my full name Antonina Parker Okay. but it comes up as Nina Parker too.
0: Okay and if people want to find out more about anything else?
1: NinaFood.com Nina that's where I put lots of my recipes, my Tatler inter- you know, articles and things like that.
0: Very cool. This was fun. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for coming. My
0: pleasure.